Tons of activity in the courts when it comes to challenges against Illinois' gun ban, and among those is the efforts to possibly consolidate uh, three cases into a state-level case that was transferred to federal court, and that's the first case filed in state court in Crawford County. Uh, good morning. It is Springfield's Morning News. I think now there's eight, maybe nine different lawsuits out there and multiple courts, jurisdictions uh, that just deal with uh, Illinois' gun ban. There are other cases involving the state's firearm owner identification card, which we've got to get to the latest of at some point. We've also got cases against other laws sprinkled all throughout the state, including in Chicago and elsewhere. But uh, our focus really has been the statewide law banning the sale and possession of certain types of semi-automatic weapons and magazines over a certain capacity. Uh, so what uh, some of the latest happenings are uh, in McHenry County uh, yesterday, the uh, the court there, they moved that state level case to the federal courts. Uh, so we'll see where exactly that uh, ends up with the judge possibly being assigned soon in that case. Uh, but in separate s cases in federal court, Illinois State Police they made a, a motion to consolidate into the Crawford County case last week. Uh, the chief U.S. district judge there, an Obama appointee, actually then reassigned two of those cases to a Trump-appointed judge. They said that uh, that's because the Trump-appointed judge had the Illinois State Rifle Association's case, which was the first in the series of federal cases filed. And since it was the first of the federal cases filed, the Crawford County case while the Crawford County case was filed in state court uh, first, it was transferred to federal court after the Illinois State Rifle Association's lawsuit was filed. So the uh, Trump-appointed judge going to maintain control over those federal cases in the Southern District. Uh, some of the observers in this seeing this as a win uh, because they feel they'll get a, a more favorable ruling challenging Illinois' gun law with this uh, Trump-appointed judge, uh, Stephen McGlynn. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the judge that's going to oversee uh, the State Rifle Association's case, the Federal Firearms Licensees of Illinois' case, the Harrell case, uh, which wait, I think that's the ISRA. The, there's another one, uh, uh, Burnett uh, or Barnett, that is the National Sporting uh, Shooting Sports Foundation. So those are three cases, ISRA, uh, the FFLIL, uh, and the uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation consolidated into the, the Crawford County case that was transferred to uh, uh, federal court. So uh, we'll have a, uh, a, a Trump-appointed judge uh, handle those cases. But You've also got uh, a whole host of other cases in state courts that were still waiting for uh, a temporary restraining order out of White County. Uh, you've got a, um, a temporary restraining order in a federal case that's still pending uh, in, in, in the Naperville case that has wrapped in all of Illinois with the federal ju judge in that Naperville case uh, noticing the states that they are a defendant in that case. Uh, but when I talked with Illinois State Rifle Association's Ed Sullivan yesterday, he said that uh, there's a lot of ideas and a lot of things float on, but uh, really, you know, some of the other things that might happen happen outside of Illinois in other courts. Here he is. So what we've been watching since the Bruin decision is multiple lawsuits that have been remanded back to the courts um, because of the Bruin decision, basically saying uh, your two-step process on um, seeing whether a, um, a challenge is legal or not uh, is no longer valid based on Bruin, which um, thinks two steps is one too many. So 
specifically as it relates to Illinois, we have uh, multiple federal lawsuits and multiple state lawsuits that uh, we have seen go forward. We've seen the attorney general and the state police try to go venue shopping in regard to trying to pick out the most favorable judge, it would seem, uh, and combine these lawsuits. Um, but in the background, what we should be watching is what else is taking place throughout the country on semi-automatic uh, firearm bans. Specifically, I think we should watch the Maryland case that is uh, the farthest along. Uh, I, I believe it's the farthest along. And um, what happens in that case at the federal level will, will certainly influence what happens in Illinois. And so um, while I know a lot of people want to focus on Illinois because we're the ones that are the, the most recent to have their constitutional rights challenged or uh, infringed, I guess is the best way to put it, um, we, we also have to keep an eye on the prize uh, elsewhere as well, because um, what happens elsewhere certainly can influence what happens here. So um, I think Maryland's the, the most obvious target for us to keep an eye on. So in that Maryland case, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, they did hear oral arguments December 6th. It's still unclear when there will be a ruling rendered. Uh, so, again, that's uh, some analysis looking at, you know, yeah, a lot of uh, tracking of all of these uh, federal cases and state cases in Illinois. But you've got a case in other federal courts across the country that are a little bit more ahead of uh, where Illinois is at, which could be determinative of what happens with Illinois federal courts as well. Uh, so that's uh, kind of an overview. Uh, a little bit later on, we will cover the back and forth over a case in Macon County that was filed by State Representative Dan Calkins and uh, attorney uh, Tom, Thomas DeVore intervening in that case. I talked to DeVore yesterday. I also talked to Calkins' attorney, uh, Jerry Stock, and uh, we'll hear both sides of uh, an interesting argument that's being made uh, in the Macon County state-level case. So stay tuned for that uh, here with Springfield's Morning News on WMAY.